For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Get access to actionable news and market research with all the information you need to invest smarter and profit faster. Start your free trial today at pro.benzinga.com. Good morning, everybody. Happy Friday. We made it to the end of the week. we got a lot going on today. I, I know I say that a lot, but for real, we've got some big-time earnings. We've got CPI, inflation today. We've got some movers from yesterday that I want to talk about, and I promise you, I promise you, that Joel and Dennis and probably most of you watching do not know why Peloton was down yesterday, but I do. I know why why it was down. We're going to talk about all this and more. Ryan Dietrich from LPL Financial is our guest today. Let's roll that intro and get the show started. This is Pre-Market Prep with Joel Conan, Dennis Dick, and Spencer Israel. Good morning, everyone in chat. John Dawson's all like, where is Joel? There is Joel. He's on the screen right now. What's up, Joel? How are we doing? Yeah, back at home, out of the pool. How's everyone doing today? What a fun day down at the office yesterday. Great yeah. to see everybody. Uh, good to see the market uh, recover from that five-minute bashing. Just took my off and boom, dropped 15 handles. But we're getting it back, as always, up 14 and a quarter handles. I'm talking Dece now, folks. And if you haven't figured out between Dece and March now, then you probably never will. Uh, crude's trading up 67 cents at 71.61. Gold in the red by 370. Just hanging out here too long at 17.73. Silver under 22, uh, down 12 cents at 2181. Bitcoin up 1530, 4905. Ethereum going the same way. That's up $43 at 4167. And uh, I already asked Triple D um, if he took a shower today because he's uh. looking so spiffy. Um, but he said no. So my second question would be uh, Did you find a comb? And or use dippity do on your hair. He does. He does look. It just look, naturally look. flows nicely. I don't need yeah. a comb. Look how nice this hair is. <laughs> yeah. So What's flowy. What's the for the market? Just nice. It's good for the market. The hair indicator says we're going to have a good day. I Actually, I, I have no idea. I just want to say today, today is a complete 180 from yesterday. I am currently the only person in the office right now. It's <laughs> after eight o'clock, and I'm the only one here. Yesterday we had the whole darn company in the office. It seemed like, and today I'm by myself. It's so, not one other person in there. Not one <laughs> other person is here right now. It's eight o'clock. It's like the, the day starting. Anyway, uh, as I mentioned, we have a lot to get to, but before we actually get to like the stuff we want to talk about today, I want to mention and I've mentioned this previously, that tomorrow is the last pre-market prep special of the year. It'll be tomorrow morning, 9 a.m. Eastern to 12.30 Eastern. Joel, Dennis, Rob Friesen, I'll be there as well. Uh, Joel, tell the people how they can sign up. Go to premarketprep.com. It's right there, the site. The I, want, I want you to pull up. Well, first of all, I want, I want Triple D to stop preparing presentations, okay? Uh, there's too much. He, I, I've already, he's already sent me one, and it's already going to last the entire three and a half hours, okay? Number two is he is giving away such good information that everyone is going to be competing with him I now. I know. I worry about this. And he's going to be complaining I that he gave away this. all his tricks. I worry about this. I'm telling you, I don't know. I mean, should we cancel it? I mean, I don't know, Dennis. I mean, it's true. You... I do worry about that giving away. I'm going to teach you guys, and I have literally, it's mostly me. We got Rob, but Joel's just actually going to be coloring everything. So he's going to be the color guy here. Um, so my first segment, 9 o'clock to 9.45, I'm going to be talking about the hidden cost of free trading. I will tell you. How those off-exchange market makers make money from your retail orders. And I will tell you how to reduce your slippage and how to try to best level the playing field with them. 
So in other words, I'm going to show you what not to do. I'm going to show you how to execute those orders better, try to reduce your slippage. In my second segment, which is 10 to 10.45, another 40-minute segment, I'm going to be talking about the order flow. I'm going to be talking about how to read the consolidated tape. I'm going to be talking about the books. I'm going to be talking about, you know, how I get an edge, you know, just looking and leaping through and trying to find levels, you know, and, and obviously and turning points in the market. Also going to be talking about capitulation. So how do I identify when the sellers are all done and when it's time to get in? And then in my final segment, which is 11.05, 11.45, another 40-minute segment, I'm going to be talking about the inefficiencies of the open and the close. So we know I make about half of my money at the open and the close. So um, we're going to be talking about, you know, how I go about that, you know, how I prepare for that open, how, you know, I get an edge on that open. Because, you know, the open is a very inefficient event. Stocks open on supply and demand, and the stock might be trading here, and then it opens here. You know, it might opens too high, too low. So we're talking about all that, talking about different order types that I use. You necessarily, you may not need those, and if you're at Robinhood, maybe you don't even have the option to use those. But by at least getting this information, you'll be aware of a little bit more about how the market really works. There, there's no way we're going to get this in in three minutes. We'll get it in. I talk fast, you know, so when you get your recording, you slow it down to half speed, you rewatch it a couple times. What we're trying to do is give you a power three and a half hours. Rob Friesen's going to be on there, obviously, who has been a mentor for me the my entire 21-year trading career. Rob Friesen, an excellent trader, the CFO of Bright Trading. He's going to be talking uh, lots of different stuff, basket trading. He's going to be talking about how to put the hard side of your relationship-based trade on first. And, you know, he's going to be talking about a lot of, of uh, ATRs, price levels, uh, different movements. So Rob's got a whole pile of stuff for you as well. Rob's got two 20-minute segments. So it's, Wait, it's, and, it's uh, really Dennis Dick hammering. I, I, I want to address some questions in the chat. Someone asked, if you sign up tomorrow, can, will you get the recording to replay at your, at your own leisure? Yes, you will. Yes. 100%. Second thing that was asked, when I said tomorrow was the last show – I didn't mean it's the last show of us. I mean it's the last like special show. It's the last Saturday show. Last educational year. event. Oh, yes, the last uh, paid educational event for this year. Yeah. We're doing more next year, but you know the year ends in like two weeks, so uh, it'll be the last Saturday show. But obviously we'll ha we'll have our show for the rest of the year. Um, so if any more questions, drop them in chat. The link is in the chat. It's at the top of the chat. It's also in the description or just. Go to premarketprep.com. And there's a banner there. Click the banner. Over. You're off to the races. And, and you know what else we have for you? We also have the code, Joel. Do you want to give them a code for? Uh, yep, BZ10. BZ10. So you've we'll been single you. listeners. You come out yep. with BZ10, we'll give you 10% off. So you and got folks, a do it today. Well. I, I, I'm no not excuses. Yeah, and you know what? And don't be whining at uh, 8.59 and 59 seconds. I think that uh, the cutoff time is, is I'm going to say 7 o'clock a.m. I'm not exactly <laughs> sure. We have to cut it off. Yeah, we have we to cut, cut it, it off, off, man. We have to and, cut and, and it'll service. probably be later than that, but the reason we have to cut it off is we got to get the link out to everybody who has actually signed up. So we had a lot of people trying to sign up in the last 20 minutes last time and we have to cut it off like 30 minutes early so the cutoff time and we're not joking it will cut off and the cutoff time what are you going to do at eight o'clock joel the cutoff time i'll double check Tell them seven you. just to make sure just do it tonight if you want to do it do it tonight get but there's two, there's two good things one is you don't have to go uh have attended the other classes right and no, if you're all so different material right it's all new material if you want the other classes they're offered at a discount Right, so you can get the other. You can get one and two. You can get and all three for what? Is it one hundred thirty-nine bucks? You can get all three. Yeah, what a bar! I mean, Jesus! I mean, I think make that well, in the one click. To, to be I honest, just... you you go to like the, some of these other educational providers, and they charge you three thousand dollars for you know a week of material, and you know we're piling it on here for a hundred bucks. I mean. I, I and, and the one thing is, and traders are so scared to spend money. They want everything for free. I had multiple people reach out. Well, why don't you just do this for free? I mean, I can't do I'm taking a Saturday. We can't do every single thing for free. We obviously do the show for free. We love you guys. It helps me with my trading. One of the main reasons that we do this show and we offer it for free. But, you know, we don't, you know, ob obviously offer paid events. But I'm giving away educational secrets. And I'm not just giving those away. 
Yeah, we, we give you tidbits do... on the show, but this is like three and a half hours of education. So, and since we have expenses with it too. So, yep. Um, since the guy said no dad jokes, I'll get them out of the way today. This is a good one. Dads love the family pet, even if they initially said they didn't want it. That that's that's true. true. And then uh, today's is not too good. Dads love pretending that a kid's imaginary food from the play kitchen is the best thing they've ever eaten. Uh, I, ever do do that? That? I do that. I did that yesterday. <laughs> I did that yesterday. All right. So just Markets. Uh, again, the, the link is on the screen, premarketprep.com. If you have to write it down, write it down. But that's it's on the screen right now. Premarketprep.com. I'm taking it off. Rock the cage. Just go to the site, put you can click, 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 and put in BZ10, and that's how it will come up. All right. All right. Let's go to some stocks. Let's go to some stocks. We can go to uh earn it. We got a lot of earnings last night and slash. Uh, this morning, a number of big names, names like Chewy, names like Costco, Oracle, Lululemon, a lot of them moving. Any of those strike your fancy, guys? Where, where you you're want? you're the producer. You lead. Oh, OK. Well, in that case, um, uh, what, what was the one that was down the most? I think or, or off the most. I think it was Chewy is the one that got punished the most here overnight uh, off their report. So um, the pet well, online pet food store going down in a market where they don't want. High growth yeah. names anymore. This is shocking. Yeah. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. There's my sarcasm for you this morning. Yeah, well, you know, it a high growth name that did it did catch the video for a couple of days. Uh, uh but yeah, it, it, it was it was a tough report. Uh did not report uh strong year over year sales growth uh or, or EPS for for that matter. So uh you're down what are you down this morning? Like uh down five twenty nine percent, fifty one ten. New low of the move. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna take a stab in this one and just say, remember that stitch fix the other day? You know, it was way down. It was just hanging at the pre market low, and yeah. it got a little bit of a pop. So, I mean, two highly un- uncorrelated stocks. But what day? You're was buying that? the dip and chewy. I'm the not dog buying. Food. Uh, no, it actually made a new low after the pre-market. That was the other day. I, I mean, I don't know. We order, we get some stuff from there. Stocks I, making new lows. You got to go. New low, new 2021 low. Those are not the stocks I want to own. No, I'm not trying to buy it. I'm just saying I was just trying to find a correlation here on the monthlies. You know, I'll just give you a monthly number. Then you can do what you want with it. Fifty two monthly lows, fifty twenty two and fifty one and a quarter. After that, it drops to forty four seventy five. What's the update with Moderna? Because Moderna yes. is down thirty dollars. It was not down thirty dollars a few minutes ago. It is absolutely. It was down before here. though. Uh, yeah. Interim phase one data on the Moderna flu vaccine. Remember, that's kind of the whole point here is that the mRNA technology in the COVID vaccine can be replicated for other vaccines. Uh, And they have some interim data out from their flu vaccine this morning. Good. Uh, Well, they they are moving ahead with more trials. It looks like it was uh, um, that one doesn't actually the headline. Well, they always spin the headline. Uh, Ba ba ba. They are moving ahead with phase three, just so you know. But 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 the the phase two, uh, sorry, the phase one data, according to the PR, did show uh, um, no safety concerns, uh, boosted uh, protection in older adults. I'm going through the PR right. Where's the flu anymore? Where's the flu anymore? I had it last week. Did you get your flu shot? Did you get your flu shot? No, I got my COVID shot. It's supposed to take care of that. You're supposed to get both. You're supposed to get both. Dennis, you had the cell of cells in this one, man. I I honestly, it's very rare. You should draw on the chart. It's very rare I take the entire move. But I pretty much took the entire move. I believe I bought this stock. I'm going to say on like the 12th of November at like 226. And I sold it that day on November 29th at the open, which was 370. Okay. So I took 140 points off of that in one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, nine trading days. And that was the entire move. It's usually I get like 10% of the move. I usually get a great entry and I sell way too soon. But in this case, that's I guess my trade of the year. I was right, like, so, so couldn't it, have did it better. It's unclear if Moderna's flu flu shot is better than what's already out there. I, I think that's that, a problem. I think that's the takeaway here. That's a problem. 
That's your problem here, folks. And we've been saying about the Moderna, it's like the flu shots, the wild card. So the wild card not playing out so well yet. You know what? You got a lot of support down in the low 200s. But if we are actually getting, and I'm going to say it again, if we're actually thinking like JP Morgan, we're getting past COVID, um, it's going to be a tougher slide for these stocks for a while. So that flu vaccine is a wild card for them. If they can get a better one and they can get us all to stop, you know, and, the, and their, their flu vaccine works against all flu strands. Because we know right now the current flu vaccines, they just stick a bunch of strands in there and they're guessing. They're hoping, you know, like, okay, well, there's like 200 flu vaccines. We'll stick them with these 20 that we think are going to be the strong strains this year. Some years they guess right, and, you know, it's like 60 70% effective. Other years they guess wrong, it's like 10% effective. So if Moderna can come up with a better vaccine, a better flu shot, I'd take it. And I think, you know, a lot of other people would take it too. So that's the wild card, but so far, not so good. Hanging out at the pre-market lows, uh, I'm just going to give you a range in this thing because this is a wild stock. It's, are they going to step up between like 220 and 240? You know, you had the consolidation, the quiet days. That's just right around when Triple D bought it. Uh, you know, do I think we're going straight down to the low of the move? Yeah, maybe. But just the fact that you had one, two, three, four, you know, four lows in this 220 to 240 zone before you took off. I think if you really want to own this stock or if you want to, you know, if you want to bring in a short from higher up, you know, you got to be nibbling in that area. But I'm just going to give you a zone on that one. Good support down that 220 area. Yeah. 20 points lower. Yeah. Just, I don't know. If Again, you're trying that. to catch a falling knife. Yeah. And I like to just think I already traded this. When the falling knife was going, I waited like a week until the knife stopped falling. It looked like it was sitting on the table, and it actually looked like somebody might start to pick it up. That's when I started to come in. I'm and not just, trying to catch on the first first down whoosh. And just and just look at this. Uh, you know, this is the area on the downside that I'm talking about. And just look at this area on the upside from 340 to 360. You know, look at that. You had you traded in that range. It was tight. You had a couple tops. Oh, sure, you went to 376, 70, uh, 65. Filled this gap exactly. I mean, what that was the day I, I I actually told you to go out there at that gap fill, and it got through it a little bit. But anyways, Moderna. Down, but not out. We'll see how it trades today. Interestingly enough, Pfizer and BioNTech did also drop on that headline. I, I, I just saw. Yeah, yeah, BioNTech's down 5% on it, which is fairly significant. Novavax, the other one, which I don't know if they're ever going to get their vaccine out there. It's down 8 points as well. I honestly don't know why Novavax is trading this high. I haven't been able to figure it out why it's you know held up so much better. I guess Have because they they're come, all excited they that their out? vaccine might come. But aren't they a year too late on this? I mean, I just think a lot of things, execution really went wrong here. I would much rather own Moderna than Novavax. Okay. All right. But I don't, I don't own either right Let, now. Let's go back to the earnings here. I want to do Oracle and Broadcom together. Broadcom was saying all the right things last night. It was an earnings beat. It was a sales beat. They also announced a $10 billion buyback. Oh, and also we're going to raise our dividend from $3.60 a share to $4.10 per wow. share. What do these two stocks have in common? Slow, stodgy value tech. Exactly. They're value tech. What do we like? We like value tech. That is what has been working here for the last month. We Yes, we had two days where growth started to pick it up here, but it's appearing more and more like it was just a dead cat bounce. They like value tech. Full disclosure, I still own Oracle. Uh, I'm in from $9. That's my cost basis on it. So I guess I'm holding it. It's $100 here now. I guess long-term investing does work in some cases. Um, but again, Oracle PE, 17 or 18. AVGO PE, talking about, it says 40, but I don't think it, I think that's on a backward-looking basis. I don't think it's that high. Where's the AVGO 4B? Throwing uh, you under the bus here. Yeah, no, no, you're not. You're not because I got the Benzinga Pro right here. The AV, the Broadcom Forward PE, I've got as 19. There you go. <laughs> Very manageable. I mean, that's what I'm talking about. These are the kind of stocks that aren't going to get absolutely murdered if we go into this, you know, destruction of a market. I mean, if the market gets really ugly, everything gets hit. But right now, this market is still liking value stocks, and it's not a coincidence that the two stocks, and they do obviously report good reports, but that they're ripping, ripping higher because this market likes value right now. This is very un Oracle like. To it's be a uh, huge, absolutely yeah, huge. Yeah, and, and, you're, and you're right. Usually Oracle misses. 
Yeah. This has got to be one of the biggest moves. It like, is. what was the expected move? Like, the Straddle Raiders on this I don't have must just be, like, destroyed. Because yeah. there's no way Oracle was an expected $11 move. It was probably no an expected $2 move. It doesn't uh, move much. Maybe five, three bucks. Maybe five. Five tops. I'm going to get it right now. Yeah. Give us technicals. Uh, I'll get it. If, if 100.48 was your target, well, there it is right now. Hot. It can keep going. It's trading good volume. But I just, you know, take targets here, figure out what that pre-market high is, and then just let it go, whatever. I think the pre-market, at least you're going to get some kind of selling off the open. What about all these people that, oh, I'm going to, when it got up to uh, over 98 back in uh, at the end of October, people are thinking, no, I'm selling this at 100. That's my target. Well, here's your target is 100 bucks. So. One double O forty eight AVGO. Uh, this I think is going. This is blasting off to unknown territory. Uh, this pre market high. You, if that's your target, six twenty five seventy five. That's backed off three four dollars. So use that as a target. Where to buy this thing on a dip support? Uh, good luck on that one. I have no idea. Yeah. Uh, all right. It's eight twenty here. We're gonna have. Uh, Ryan Dietrich joined the show in about 10 minutes right as the CPI number hits. So that is good. Oh, I forgot um, about that. Okay. I'm scared. No, don't be afraid, Dennis. Don't be afraid. Uh, The Oracle expected move was $5.50. I'm sure glad I didn't look at that before because I probably would (laughs) have sold it. That seemed way too high, but obviously Straddle Raiders knew something or Straddle Buyers knew something. All right, I want to talk about uh, AMC for a quick second here. It is not every day you see the uh, CFO of a company sell 100% (laughs) of his shares, uh, and that is what has happened here. So let me outline for you what exactly this means. I'm going to bring up my Benzinga Pro. I've got a news feed up with just SEC filings. You see the two filings from last night. I'm sorry. Yeah, last night. Uh, 4.56 and 5.37 p.m. The first one was from uh, Adam Aaron, the CEO. If you've been following the story, you know he's been selling. He's talked about this repeatedly on the earnings call. So he sold another 312. I thought he wasn't going to sell, and all he does is sell every other day. Right. So uh, so, uh, both these transactions were on Tuesday. Adam Aaron, the CEO, sold a little over 312,000 shares. That's about 75% of his stake. Because if you just scroll to the left here, you can see he's only got, got ninety six thousand shares left. They have options, so yes, you know, yes. yeah, that's true. I didn't get, there. yeah, I, I didn't get there yet. So that was that yeah. was Aaron, and then the CFO Sean Goodman sold. Check this out, a, a little over eighteen thousand shares, and then look at this column five here: amount of securities owned following the report transactions zero. He's got nothing left now, as you guys just said. They, they both options. do have options. And I will also add, if you scroll down, in both of these filings, you see this this top point there, this top footnote at the bottom. Uh, both of these sales were 10B51 filings, which means that they were previously disclosed and that they were part of a plan. They were not random. They did not wake up on Tuesday and say, oh, crap, we got to sell. These were planned filings. Uh, and they've both and, and Adam Aaron has talked about this repeatedly on the calls. So it's not random. That being said, Adam Aaron has sold a lot. And and I can't remember a, a time where a CFO, uh, the columns showed zero. Right. <laughs> like he's got yeah. no shares left. That's pretty interesting. So um, there's that here. You got, you got a lot of insider selling. And this these were both on Tuesday. The filing hit last night, but these were both the transactions were actually on Tuesday. So there's that. I don't know. I thought he wasn't going to sell. I thought he said multiple times no. that he was sticking with all the apes and they were all going to hold together forever, happily ever after. Yeah, he's, we, he's, you know, he's, 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 he's been selling it. nonstop. Like how many times yeah. this guy sold? He uh, he sold. I mean, he sold a lot. Uh, he's talked about. Uh, you know, he's selling. And, and, he sells and, like and, every month. And and here's what he, he here's what he has said on the calls because I've listened to the calls. Here's what he has said. He has said, "Listen, everyone, I'm a guy. I'm in my sixties." I got all my net worth tied up in this company. That's probably not a good, that's not a prudent uh, finan- uh, f- personal financial situation, right? I, the I guy to, got rich I, I, off I need, of everybody. I, I, Let's need to, I need to diversify uh, and plan for my retirement. Yeah, that's now, an that's, excuse. That's what, that's what he's been saying. How it's, much money do you need to retire? You know, so how much money, how many stock did he just sell? Uh, 300 and 
let me get the number. Well, how um, much dollars was, wise? Oh, he sold. Uh, it was three hundred thousand at a pr- average price of thirty dollars. Uh, so a, a lot. <laughs> uh, I mean, but, and he sold twenty five million back on November tenth. Twenty five million bucks worth. I mean, okay, what's up? Twenty million, twenty five million. Oh, I need to retire. I so, need that fifty million dollars to retire. Right. So let's call what really happened here. Let's call it. Okay. You had everybody get really excited and pump the hell out of this thing. There, you know, there's billboards taken out. There's stuff flying around behind airplanes, banners, you know, to buy AMC. And this guy <laughs> rang the register on all of them. This guy is like made the money off of all of them. And now the stock continues to leak here. There's a lot of apes that are down money in this thing. And the CEO did not stick around with all of these shareholders like he said he was. He said he just sold 75% of his stake again. Yes, he has options, but I mean, he doesn't need $50 million to you know retire or whatever it is. He's been selling nonstop. Nobody needs that much money. He just raked it in because everybody brought this up to irrational, exuberant levels. As I was saying is, uh, you know, what he has said is like, look, I'm an old guy. I got to diversify. If I was in his position, that'd be my excuse, too. You know what why I mean? Not? <laughs> why, why, why not? You know, um, so so there's that. So there there are reasons to like if you want to interpret these filings as a nothing burger, you can do that because they were pre-planned. And he has talked about repeatedly how he wants to sell on the earnings calls. If you want to look at it as a sign of the apocalypse for AMC, you can do that too. Because how often do you see a CFO end up with zero shares left? You know, uh, not 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 very often. So they, they they can't. You know, look how they've tried to just look what they did with the money too. I mean, this uh, kid Nicole Kidman commercial. It's not even good. I mean, they, 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 so they they they're raising. They've got all this extra cash because they sold the stock because obviously the apes bought it up. And they're using this money to buy Nicole Kidman commercials uh, and, you know, and, and, and free popcorn and stuff. I mean, they don't know what to do. And then they talk and use all the buzzwords, the NFTs. They don't know how to use this money in good ways. And then and they know they don't know. And then he's sitting there and selling it. So, you know what? Very disappointed that, you know, the CEO is acting like, oh, yeah, I'm one of you. And then he's just ringing the register behind. And I think all the apes should be very disappointed with these sales as well. I mean, here, you know, let me pull up the charts. It kind of speaks for itself. I, I've been impressed the entire year at, at how both AMC and GameStop have held up. That being said, it has been impressive. Yeah, that, that, that being said, I mean, the chart at this point, it doesn't look great. You know, it doesn't look it great. It doesn't even matter what the chart looks yeah. like. These things just trade. I mean, eventually, I, you know, I, I've, I've had a $10 price target since this thing's been 50 um, You know, it's been up and down and all around. Um, I'm still sticking with my $10 price target on AMC. Sorry, I just like to where, you know, I think, <laughs> I don't even know if there's value to be honest, even at $10, but I'm just saying at 29 at this market cap, it's 10 times the more market cap it was when everything was firing on all cylinders. It doesn't make any fundamental sense. And that's why I know none of my dollars will touch this thing. Will I trade at the odd time of the day trade? Sure. Will this touch my invest portfolio? Hell no. Will I hodl this? Hell no. Because it doesn't make any sense to be up here. But, you know, I, I just say, the apes, if you're listening, I'd be really disappointed in CEO uh, Adam Aaron. This is just, you know, he rang the register. Why not? Why not? You can't. I mean, do you blame the guy? I, I don't mean, blame the guy. But, I no. mean, he's kind of talked the talk the whole time. Oh, yeah, he I'm was... with you guys. I'm with you guys. Is he really? When he's selling the stock, is he really with you guys? Ask yourself that question. Yeah. Makes you think. Okay, it is eight twenty-eight. I gotta go. You gotta go. I know, yeah. Dennis. De- Dennis needs Don't to hide. Dennis, is, <laughs> you need to hunker down. Um, you guys still. Oh my! Going into the bunker. He's such a scaredy cat. I, I don't know. The bunk. You okay. Got your diapers on. So here's what we're talking about. Here we're gonna get November uh, uh, consumer price index out in the next minute and a half here or so. Uh, here's what, what we're looking for. We're looking for a C- overall CPI. Uh, increase of 0.7% month over month. Year over year, that would be a 6.8% increase in prices, which, you know, if happens, would be like a 40-year high. Uh, core CPI, which uh, just takes out, what, uh, fuel, uh, is uh, expected to come in around 4.9% year over year. Uh, so we're talking about numbers that we haven't seen in 30, 40 years. 
Uh, that being said, the people I've seen a lot of like uh, stuff comments from people who were around in the seventies that are like, "You guys don't know what inflation really is. We had inflation in the seventies. This is nothing." That being said, we haven't seen numbers like this in quite some time. So, uh, first time in my lifetime, at least. So here we go. We got under a minute uh, till the number. Pre market high eighty eight seventy five. That looks pretty close. Pre market low sixty four and a quarter. That's really close to yesterday's low. Up top, um, it was thick in the 44-46-90 handle yesterday. Our interday high, 94.75. Our all-time closing high, that's my number of the day, 0150. So here we are. We're waiting for the number. We're jumping the gun here. Uh, spike down to 80, and we just printed 90. They like the number at this point, 94.75. That is your high from yesterday's session. Looks like we're or the, from the interday high. Looks like we're going to be there momentarily. Current right. high, 93.5. What do you got for All me, right. Spencer? We, we got 6.8% we got year-over-year, so exactly in line with the estimate that's for the good. overall number. Um, that's a whole other question, Joel. Is, is what does the number mean? Is it good? Is it bad? Is it otherwise, who even really knows? Who cares? The, the core number also came in right on the button, right on the estimate at four point nine percent year over year. So the bottom line here is inflation did continue to go up in November compared to much. compared to October. Uh, but the numbers were pretty. The estimates were were pretty. We're pretty good there. Uh, I want to get Ryan Dietrich's thoughts on this. He is the uh, chief market strategist at LPL Financial. Let's bring him on right now. Ryan, we just got a CPI print. It looks like the estimates were pretty uh, uh, rock solid there. Uh, in line numbers, w- what's, your, what's your first takeaway? Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Yeah, well, I guess you said, like you said, initial takeaway, stocks seem to like it, right? It's, it's, we, we all know the inflation issues are there. It's likely we're going to continue to see a little bit higher inflation probably until the first quarter of next year. So this just kind of seems like we're all super focused on it. We're going to dissect all the numbers, but at least the initial reaction, right? It's not rocking the boat and uh, the uh, bounce this morning looks like it's still intact. So I think that's a good thing. We all know there's inflation. It's the market's way of anticipating, you know, that potential peak early next year. And we still think that's probably the play here. Yeah, I, I think with this kind of number two, I think it gives, uh, you know, everyone was worried about uh, what Pump and Powell was going to do next week, right? And yeah. how, you know, is it one right one hike? Is it two mm-hmm. hikes in 22 or uh, 21? Is it two hikes or three hikes or four hikes? I mean, this is kind of a tapping, you know, it's not a bad number. Things are in line, meeting expectations. I don't know if we can go back using the word transitory. Uh, but you've, you know, <laughs> we, we, we've, we've had some drops in some commodities, right? And also is inflation always bad for the market? Mm-hmm. I mean, is there inflation in stocks and your stock prices, right, Ryan? Yeah. I mean, historically, what's one of the best ways to combat inflation is to own equities because companies can charge a little bit more. Eventually there's a point when you charge too much. And by the way, the word transitory. So Raphael Bostic's in charge of the Atlanta Fed. Apparently they have a swear jar and it's not for like bad words. It's when you use the word transitory. So yeah, I mean, now we're going to be hyper-focused on Powell next week. I mean, he kind of let the cat out of the bag you know, a couple Tuesdays ago when he went off script. He sends a script to Congress, what he's going to say. And then in Q&A, he said, ah, yeah, we might start to taper sooner. So that's the market. That's all that volatility. We think, you know, that volatility last week, maybe so. I mean, who knows? Maybe two thirds of that volatility is because what Powell said, not so much about Omicron. You look at the Omicron, the headlines. Yeah. But, you know, some of the stay at home stocks are getting killed. So if they're getting killed during Omicron worry, maybe something else is there. And it was the market readjusting to, hey, tapering's coming. Maybe there is a sooner rate hike. But, um, you know, markets have a funny way of adjusting and still the economy is strong. And that's what we focus on. I, I saw this tweet from yesterday. I want to bring it up from Northman Trader. He's a great follow on Twitter, uh, outlining the scenarios for today. Basically, like, if the CPI number misses, that's bullish. 
If it's in line, oh, that's bullish. If it's a beat, that's bullish. If it's a big beat, that's also bullish, right? It's like it doesn't really matter because uh, you you can tell yourself a narrative for anything. Um, and and I thought that was funny. So the initial reaction, as you guys are noting, uh, is seems to be seems to be good here. Um, Ryan, we've got uh, speaking of the Fed, we've got a meeting next week. Uh, following that, we've got uh, options expiration. Uh, I'm kind of looking for next week as like kind of the last big show of mm-hmm. the year. Is is that how you're looking at things as well? Let's hope so. <laughs> let's yeah. hope the last two weeks of this year are kind of calm. I mean, that's right. I mean, we've got the Fed and everything. And let's not forget, historically, and maybe guys, I'll try to share my screen. I've got a couple slides. Let me try to share my Actually, screen here for you. Oh, yeah. That, yeah, yeah you, share you, screen. you always have some good like end of year stuff. Well, I'm gonna. I'll do my best to, to to show you something here. Here we go. I think it's gonna work. Here we go. There we All go. right. So so we did just release our outlook this week. So I'll give a little promo here. We called it passing the baton, and the idea is we know physical physical wrong word. We know monetary policy and fiscal policy got us here. We say it's time to pass the baton to consumers, small businesses. That's gonna help the economic cycle of growth. But a cool chart I think that you guys might like, listeners might like. We're mid-cycle, right? I mean, we're two years into this economic recovery here before you blink. Um, And what does that mean, right? This is the whole seasonality, kind of what's the world saying? Well, in mid-cycle, guys, we went back and looked. We found 30 mid-cycle years. What I'm showing you here, those are the bold numbers. All these listeners got to know is mid-cycle years are higher 80% of the time, up 11.5% on average. That's pretty good. When you're up 20% for the year, like we probably will be on the S&P, that next year has been higher nine times in a row, seven of them up double digits. Only twice in a midterm year, not midterm, sorry, mid-cycle year, were stocks down double-digit returns out of 30. So I just spit out a lot of stuff there, but the economy's still strong. We're still moving. Uh, we're still pretty optimistic on things. And here's the one, maybe the seasonality one you wanted. Um, hopefully you see it there. Uh, Santa might make an appearance is what we say. The first half of December historically is kind of choppy, kind of volatile. Hey, that's kind of what we're dealing with. It's that second half of the year when everybody kind of says, okay, we're done. We're, we're going to take a break. And why is that? Everyone say, why does Santa come to town late in the month? Maybe it's because if you've got gains, you don't want to sell them. It's a seller's strike to end the year. Not so much a buyer's bonanza, a seller's strike. With all these big gains we have, we think, hey, that could happen again. And we still think uh, equities go a little bit higher um, you know, to, to end this year. Nice. And I get one more, one more, since we're talking yeah. Fed. Why not? One more real fast, guys. And you can do some questions. Um, you know, we took a look at what happens when there's rate hikes, right? Well, I know there's a lot going on on the screen. This is the last nine cycles of the first rate hike. You know what stocks did one year before that? They were higher every single time a year going into that first rate hike. Yes, no one knows when the first rate hike will be. The point is early in the economic cycle of growth, don't be freaking out about hearing about a rate hike. Oh, and by the way, what happens after the first rate hike, the last five first rate hikes, going back to like late, late 80s, a year later, stocks are up like 10% every single time, right? So again, yeah, rate hikes, the Fed, it's scary. It's really not. The economy's strong. It's still growing. This is normal. We're taking off the training wheels by doing tapering, letting the economy grow on its own without so much fat intervention. We think that is a good thing. So I'll stop sharing. I just wanted to get those well, charts out there. That, Thanks. That, that's across the board, though. That was the S&P 500. There are, right. surely, surely there are pockets that it doesn't work for. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, you know, again, early where we're still investing and we like is we still think, you know, cyclical over defensives. Um, we still like uh, industrials, materials. I mean, I know you guys talk about these things. You industrials, the relative strength starting to break out. So we'd say still early in a cycle and early when you're going to start cut, I'm sorry, hiking rates, the more defensive areas, you know, your utilities and staples, those are the ones probably to avoid. And that's what we've been saying all year. And we're still in that camp that those are, you want to play offense early in a cycle of growth here. And we're still there. Huh. What about growth stocks? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, for this year, go right now where we are with our, we've got about 20,000 advisors and we manage about $70 billion. Right now, we're about 53% value, 47% growth in, in, in our in our models with our advisors. Um, we're actively talking about maybe potentially getting that a little bit closer early early next year, but we still think value's got a little bit more uh, lead to it. Yeah, the 10-year yield and the, I guess you say surprising move lower in yield curve hasn't helped financials, the biggest part of it, but we're still, we're still slightly overweight value here. And we do like small caps over large, which I'm aware that's been a little struggle also. But we think maybe er, sometime in the middle of next year, we might kind of even those up a little bit. But that's still how we're uh, positioning our models. Early in a cycle, you still kind of want to play those in in our opinion. Correct me if I'm wrong, but don't small caps historically outperform? 
Yeah, they, I mean, great point. They do. And I think they're one of the only asset classes. If you slice and dice like every decade versus inflation, they've historically right. beaten inflation just about better than any any other group. And we all have seen the same that same Russell 2 chart. where We had the breakout a month ago. We all got excited and just as quickly came back down. So Mr. Marker pulled the rug on some people there. But again, uh, we still think eventually that does break higher, much like a lot of these markets. Right. We've just had consolidation and we're still we, we still think we're in a major bullish phase here and we wouldn't want to fight it. Did you have any targets for for this year? Uh, year end targets? Uh, I'm sure they exceeded them. Didn't yeah, they did. I mean, I, we're like 4,700 or so, so we're kind of right, pretty much right there, I guess. That wow. We upgraded. Well, we upgraded it throughout the year. Our target next year, we just really yeah. Yeah, look, we're saying 5,100 on the S&P. I'm aware that's not that far, and I'll be honest, guys, even with the monks friends on here, we might upgrade that. I mean, we just still think things are good. The key concept to me this year was one number. 165. That's what S&P 500, 500 earnings were supposed to be at the start of the year. You know where they're coming in? 205. That's like 205, 25% yeah. higher. Tell yeah. me how much the S&P is up for the year. 25%, right? So yeah, we think earnings come in around 220. But let's be honest, the, the, the consumer continues to surprise to the upside. The employment picture is not perfect, but the consumer's got about $3 trillion in savings and money markets. There's some cushion there as the economy continues to grow. Maybe we surprise the upside again and earnings will justify this bull market. And, you know, we maybe a little bit higher than 5,100 this time next year. And, and uh, when all is said and done. Do we stick at home with our dollars or is there anywhere to look overseas? I great, know. Great question, Joel. I've been yeah. wondering it myself, actually. Well, the, 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 the international investing? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. China, sure. you know, yeah. I mean, you know, I. Anywhere outside the U.S. because Yeah, I mean, clearly in, in our diversified m models that we run, we do have international exposure, but we like the U.S. more. We've been overweight U.S. Okay. for Why five not? years I've been there. It's almost a broken record, right? You guys see the same charts. Look at the relative strength of what's happened to develop international emerging markets. I reread re our mid-year outlook six months ago. We actually wrote, you know, we like U.S. more, developed international second, and then EM third. And we said there could be some problems with EM because there's some underlying uh, issues with China. And now you see all the regulatory stuff that's going on the trying to slow i know the headlines say oh, china's now trying to speed things up maybe because they slowed it down a little too much what they wanted whatever it is we'd say em is one you probably want to avoid we need a little more um um improvement there but we're just sticking with the us as our major overweight call which has been the call for 20 years now right and it, i don't think we're gonna um uh, we don't think it's gonna end anytime soon what what could upset the apple cart mm -hmm. well you know, I, I do think we mentioned China, right? Everyone, everyone's talking about the same stuff. <laughs> Let's be honest. Okay. Fed, uh, the Fed hikes too soon and, and you choke off growth. Inflation's out there. The one that gets me that people aren't talking about U.S.-China relations, look at the look at the Olympics, right? We're not sending certain people to the Olympics. The back and forth. We all remember February 18 when the trade war started and we slapped on the tariffs to, I believe it was what, washing machines? Whatever it was, that was a major, major peak for stocks after the huge rally after the 2016 election. So U.S.-China relations is the one that gets me that could be, hate to say monster under the bed, but one that I don't think is getting as much play because China's been doing a bunch of stuff to their own country, to their own stocks, to their own um, industries. What if they get bored of that and want to do it to the U.S.? And everyone thought President Biden would remove most of those tariffs that President Trump put on China. He hadn't removed any, guys. There's talk about it, but he hasn't. So the relationship with China is about as low as it's been. That could upset the apple cart sometime, you know, sometime next year, potentially. Not to mention the the SEC, the new SEC guidelines that may result in like how many, who knows how many companies being delisted. Yeah, so. well, great great point there. Yeah, there's a, that's a whole another whole another thing to worry about. So that's a whole other thing you got to you got to think about if you're looking at China. Point. Uh, one more from me. Uh, you know, I noticed some strength in like the you know the Johnson and Johnsons lately, and yep. some of these. Uh, you know, some of the more value conservative stocks, you think, you know, that's just a, just a little, you know, a two, three, four day rental, five day rental of these stocks just for getting a little move out of them. Mm -hmm. Or are there any areas, maybe healthcare that, you know, are a little beaten down and maybe are going to catch up or get mm -hmm. a stick with what got you here, the strong yeah, well, value we are sticking, Yeah, we are sticking with what got us there, but you're right about healthcare. I mean, you look at healthcare, it's kind of, ah, it's kind of a mess, but you look under the surface there, like drugs, right? I mean, you know, Pfizer, J&J, &J, some of these bigger companies, well, bigger, enormous companies, so they're splitting themselves up some cases, but still, there are some nice looking charts I haven't gone anywhere for a long time that are breaking out, so that's one potential area inside healthcare, just more old drug companies, you know, but there, there's some there's some tried and true there, and again, maybe get a 
little bit of yield. Every time I talk to advisors, we're going to get yield. We're going to get yield. Well, the bond market's tough. We still think yields go higher. We're a little iffy on the bond market. We have been all year. Bonds are negative for the year. Stocks are 20%. That's been good for our portfolios. But still, we think maybe a little bit of yield can be found in some of those uh, bigger drug companies. And that can be a nice way to um, get some income as well. Ryan, uh, this will most likely be uh, the last time we, we, we speak for, uh, uh, for the rest of the year. Do you have you have one? one day oh, like, wait a yeah. second. Wait a second. Wait a second. You can get to your question. We I got think. something to talk about, Ryan. Right. I guess my question is not going to get what was that Ryan, we got <laughs> something to talk about. Football! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah How about those Wolverines? Anything, anything's possible, I guess, right? I, yeah, yeah. I, know, that's, that's, I can't that's believe I let them go. For, you know, you've been on the show for how many years? Over ten years? A while, yeah. A I mean, while. yeah, probably. We'll say ten. I mean, a while. Yeah. yeah. First, first time you get the gloat a little bit, huh? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The first time. Well, two. I don't know if we had you on in two. I wasn't doing PMP then, but uh, right. just you know, what do you think? You think? Do you think we got a chance to those Bulldogs? And then what if we get by the Bulldogs and we, we go up against Bama? Yeah, I mean, I, every, at this point, everybody's got a chance. I am originally from Cincinnati, but I'm a Xavier guy. So the fact Cincinnati's in there, I'll root for him. But I, I still like Xavier. Oh, yeah, oh he's going, he pulls the Cincinnati card on. Well, That's I am from Cincinnati, but I mean, no, I'm a Ohio State fan for football. So, hey, you know, you you beat, you beat, you got to be the best. You got to beat the best. And they, they are playing the two best teams potentially. Well, Ohio State was in there, but the next two. So. I think there's a chance, although my, oh, my, Alabama, they had, they just looked terrible against Auburn. And then they looked like Alabama the very next week. So right. that's just, until you knock off them, it's, it's hard. But, hey, I, I think right. they could beat uh, Georgia and then maybe coin flip with, uh, right. with Ryan, them. Ryan, I, I know you have to run. You, you told us you had to hop at 845, so we'll let you go. Uh, Ryan Dietrich is the chief market strategist at LPL Financial. He's also senior vice president. Ryan, always great to have you on. Uh, have a good holidays, man. We'll talk to you again next year. Yeah, I'm going to go talk to your advisors now. Appreciate it, guys. We'll right. see you next year. Bye-bye. Right. Oh, I'm sorry, Ryan. I cut you off there. Yeah. <laughs> my, my apologies. Sorry, oh. sorry for yelling there, uh, Zopa. I didn't mean to hurt your little ears there. But you know what? This We can talk whatever we want about this show. So don't tell us it's not a sports show. If, we, <laughs> if I want to talk about sports... I'll talk about sports. So live All right. with it. All right. Uh, while we were on with Ryan, listen uh, to something else. All tech just ripped. We, we, we want to keep listening. So I'll apologize. <laughs> oh, Dennis for comes Joel. in. The Joel gets wound up when somebody talks bad about Michigan. So it's all good. Dennis, <laughs> what happened there? I mean, did you just try and lift stuff or was it too late? I to lift or? some things. It's a tech rally. So is, talk yeah, about we... the data. Go back and talk about it. You know, enlighten me here because I was busy trading. But what I can see clearly was tech was underperforming this morning and now it's outperforming. So obviously uh, not as bad as we had anticipated. The the numbers were actually right in line. Uh, CPI. Year so not year. worse. No, no, right in line. Six point eight percent year over year for a CPI. Core was six point two percent. I'm sorry, core was four point nine percent. You know, both numbers increased from uh from the, from October, uh, and both numbers are like forty year highs, basically thirty nine year highs, but uh, not not too far off what the market was expecting. So, you know, it's okay. And that's why we're getting a rally in tech because obviously you know this market's been concerned here and you know numbers in line it's not worse than expected which is good i mean inflation is the major issue that we've got going on so i i don't know it, it it's you know it the question is is this just you know a bounce and you know are we still going to be worried but not being worse is definitely a step in the right direction yeah for sure so all tech caught a bid and that was that yeah Basically, I see tech, tech has been bid pretty. Yeah. Everything actually got bid. There's actually it's kind of a broad based rally. I would say the majority of stocks did get bid on this number. Uh, but tech was actually like stock like Tesla was trading the red ahead of the number. It's now up 12 bucks. Mm-hmm. So you can clearly see growth tech kind of turned it around on this number, which, you know, makes sense. If you think about, you know, everybody's worried about, you know, inflation being the boogeyman here uh, that we've been talking about for a while. And that's why, you know, the punch ball is being taken away. I mean, you get some good numbers, you start seeing inflation coming, it's like, oh, maybe we can keep the punch bowl. So, you know, that's what the market's thinking here. Uh, all right. Uh, we got a few more things I want to get to. Um, w- w- let me just do this. Do either of you know or want to venture a guess as to why Peloton was down so much yesterday? I think it would fell, it fell below 40. 
I don't know. I wish I would have known, though, because <laughs> I'm getting stopped out on that position. Does anyone in the chat want to venture a guess as to why Peloton was down yesterday? Well, uh, what, what was it down? It was down what, uh, four, three and a half percent. No, that's this morning. It was down more than that. No, it was down a lot. It gave yes, it all it back. Down it was down like eight, nine percent. No, it's nothing to do with Joel. Nothing to do with the market. Was there a, did a bike catch fire? Oh, you're not that far off, but no. <laughs> no, no, it's not that far off. Right, Spit it out. Okay, three letters. H B. Yeah, we got to gargle on H B O. The H B O is the reason. Uh, if you are a fan of Sex in the City and their new show, spoiler alert, turn the show off right now because I'm about to spoil something. Okay. Uh, the new show debuted yesterday and a major character died on a Peloton. And it was trending all over social media yesterday. And that was my Peloton shares. I got to look everywhere. I even have to look to HBO for the information here. I was wondering why Peloton was just getting murdered all day long. And I was like, well, they're not. All growth tech was getting hit, but not like Peloton was getting hit. So so Central City cost me my swing trade. Do you know that this was the uh, had the girls over for uh, Thursday night sushi, and um, e- Emily actually did the the spoiler alert. Um, it was big that died, right? Uh, yeah, Joel just spo- if, you're if you're gonna watch it, sorry, Joel just spoiled it. But yes, yes, big died on, on Peloton. Peloton. Yeah, it, it, it crazy did it happen and like uh, Dana was mad at her and Lisa, I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, that show, I love these when they come out with these like shows that were shows and then they're you know, they make them shows again, but uh, Emily failed to mention that he was on a Peloton. That's horrible. That's absolutely horrible. Horrible for, for my swing that. trade. Yeah. I just, it was just starting to show some life. So, so it so, was so, just starting to show some life. So, Imagine your Peloton and you start getting a bunch of phone calls yesterday from the media being like, Did you know why HBO was going to ask you for a Peloton? Because they have to, you know, they have to ask for a Peloton. And Peloton's like, No, they, they didn't tell us anything. They didn't tell us, they didn't tell us they're going to use it to kill a character. <laughs> that is on bo- yeah. You know what? I, excuse me. I'm going to cancel my HBO right now. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, I, 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 thought that was, I thought that was interesting. Uh, I want to talk about, buy more now. I, I want to talk about AI, ticker AI as well. Um, they got a government contract, and the stock is up 15% this morning. Actually, I think it was up more. Uh, they got a $500 million DOD contract that they announced this morning. So AI is doing something it very rarely does, and that is go up. I screwed this trade up massively last night because this thing started going up, and I was like, for real? A $500 million contract? They're going to rally this thing five bucks? That's what I was thinking last night. I'm like, that seems way overdone. So I short it. Don't short these rocket ships on the headlines because this thing just kept going up and kept going up. So I shorted in the 37 handle. It's 38. It's 39. It's 40. Like two minutes later, I was like, what the hell? And it went all the way to 42 $42. <laughs> It came back in a little bit. I'm like, okay, I'll eat my loss and get the hell out. But holy mackerel. So I ended up losing, I think, $2.50. And obviously, if I would have held it, it would have came all the way back. But I cannot believe. So two lessons to learn from my stupid trade last night is, one, don't short into the headline. Let it settle. Dust settling. Then you short it, even if it's stupid. Because the things can just get more stupid. And that's what it did last night up at 42. Just got absolutely ridiculous. In a, in a market that the market doesn't like growthy stocks. They bought this thing right back up to get almost all of its losses back from the last month. Crazy town. But anyways, I was too early. I got shaken out and obviously came back down. So don't be too early. Timing is everything, even in day trading. Uh, we've settled in here. Uh, I doubt you're, if you want to see that 42 again, I think you might have to wait for another day. Um, I would say the resistance now coming in, I mean, even 39, we hit that about a half hour ago and you've leaked two bucks off it. So I don't know. Was there any, any dailies to look at here? I think my focus number right now would be, I think you'd be lucky to get 38.15, 38.77. There's a pair of highs there. So if you do get a pop, that's ahead of the $39 area. Will they give it all back today? Probably not. Too many people are stuck on this one. Uh, the top of the range from yesterday comes in at $34. I think you could see that in a couple of days. So. Uh, shout out to Sadat in the chat. I did not 
see this uh, yesterday or at all. Uh, he's saying that um, he's saying that Goldman said that the XLF ETF is adding uh, four stocks that I, to be honest, had assumed were in it the whole time. It's adding PayPal, Square, Mastercard, and Visa. Um, I did the not XLF. know. Yeah, the XLF, the largest fin- uh, finance uh, sector wow. ETF. I didn't so know that they were already in there, to be honest. I just assumed they were, but they're not, but they're going to be. So PayPal, Square, MasterCard, Visa. So uh, when I do an XLF versus the banks right now, I'm going to have to uh, rethink that trade. So S- so Goldman said S&P is doing this, or S&P said they're doing this? Uh, so Dot's saying like Goldman said S&P is doing it. Uh, oh, really? Goldman tells S&P what to do? <laughs> Dude, I, I, I don't know. All right. I'm sure, Goldman's uh, I'm, just... Just en- I'm sure Goldman's just enlightening us that S&P is doing this. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm pretty sure that Goldman doesn't call shots. I, I don't think game. Goldman is dictating what happens here. I, yeah. <laughs> anyway, you know, it, it's always it's, it's a good lesson. It's a good reminder that if you have ETFs, know what you own and what you don't own. It's true. It's okay? so true. You, you got to actually look at the underlying holdings. Don't you just do. go by the name just because it says the, the word yeah. financial or just because it has the word inflation in the yeah. name doesn't mean it's it's going to hedge against inflation or whatever. Yeah, I mean, it's all true. Look under the hood. It's always a good reminder. All true. Good reminder. Can we can we have really just call a spade a spade here? And in, in the call of the year was probably made say that yesterday. Anymore, Joel. No, and they told us I was racist. I didn't. I never. I don't know the history of that, but I guess we got to stop saying that one too. No okay. Can you call a heart a heart? Yes, you can. Go. A diamond a diamond. Sorry if I offended anybody on that one. Uh, what's Kathy's ETF? Which one? ARKK? ARK- no, the one that Dennis was talking about yesterday. Oh, I've never heard him so convicted on uh, something in, ever on the show. Yeah, that, that, that was well, cool. I was going back down. I mean, nobody could short it was a problem, though. C CFSI? Citadel killed it probably on that, though. <laughs> You're going to get a Christmas who exempt, What's the symbol so, on that? CTRU. CTRU, thank you. Yeah, it came right in, right in. Twenty-two seventy. Look at the pre-market chart. Twenty-two dollars and seventy cents. I gave multiple warnings. I'm like nobody can short this. This is an ETF. It's going to come back in. I I didn't know that they're already doing, but they obviously already are doing the creation redemption because it came right in at nine thirty. So I mean, you got to know these ETFs track the underlying holdings on a continuous basis. You pay up nine percent for something, and the market is down that day. You're throwing away nine percent. I think it was actually up twelve percent at one time. So just because, you know, it's not an efficient in the pre-market doesn't mean it's not going to be efficient in the regular session. So everybody who got excited about the thing at 2270 just overpaid by 12%. I'm sure our off-exchange market makers thank you for that. All right. Uh, we have a couple minutes left. If you have a ticker, drop it in the chat. We will take a look for you. I apologize if I, I've missed, I know I missed a bunch here. Uh, today's one of those days where... We're in a fast market. Uh, so drop your tickets in. we got four minutes left, and then we're going to hop off here. Uh, McDonald's. Okay, Johnny Oski. McDonald's. Let's take a look at that. How's that doing? It's up this morning. Again, um, we are buying everything here this morning. But if we do go on to a risk-on trade today, and right now it's risk-on, it doesn't mean it's going to continue. I would expect this actually to give some back. So let's go look at the imbalance. You can always look at your pre-market imbalances, give you a pretty good feel. It's actually a, a sell imbalance here too. So I'd be a seller of this rally, McDonald's. Uh, um, Not on all-time high. Um, made a new all new all-time high yesterday. Trained up a buck seventy-seven. Look for some paper in the book. You know, maybe something lurking at 263, 264. Keep uh, you hold the open a little bit. Support. Right now, we'll be at the top of yesterday's range, which is 263.10. And if I just go by the drive-through line indicator, uh, you have to, rem- <laughs> you have so to remain. But That's what I do. When I drive by these, I'm just like, oh, my God. Why would people wait so long in line to get that food? But They're they busy. do. So well, I, I have drive-through to- line indicator. I have is to- uh, Luke still a big McDonald's guy? Uh, I think it's more of a BK guy, but I have two reasons for why the line could be long, and it's not necessarily bullish for McDonald's. One is that their no workers. dining room is closed, or they don't have enough workers for the dining room, and they're just doing drive-through. Two, you don't you don't know how many of those cars in the drive-through line are DoorDash or Uber Eats. So think about that. Okay, let's do some more tickers here. Someone had asked about Corsair CRSR earlier, so let's cover that right now. Uh, I did see that they they unveiled. Uh, what a new uh, controller yesterday after the, after hours a new product line. 
Uh, we haven't looked at Corsair for a while. It's growthy. It's getting a lift yeah. here today. It's a matter whether this rally holds. So, you know, it is good news. It is good fundamental news that inflation wasn't, you know, as, it wasn't hotter than expected, even though it came in line. So you're seeing uh, a, re- a relief pop in a lot of growth names that got hit yesterday. This is still thrown in the same camp of growth value. So I would expect this to be strong. Keep an eye on your, you know, the, on your cues. Keep an eye on your growth tech. Keep an eye on ARKK because that's going to dictate the move for this thing today. Um, at a certain point in time, is Corsair cheap? I thought it was cheap, but at the same time, stock just keeps drifting down in a clear downtrend. Hard to break those trends. Uh, Dennis gave you a lot of things to look at for that, but uh, think about. But I'm just going to tell you, look at 2237, uh, matching highs from the last two sessions. It gets through there. You got some, you know, got another pesky high in the 22 handle, but uh, this thing ain't going anywhere until it takes out 2237. At least holds it. You know, don't let it go to 40 and then come back right back down under. Double top. That's what you need to get above, above Corsair. Silence. Oh, it's kind of nice. I, 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 like was, the I was on mute. I'm sorry. Uh, we'll do the last one. We'll do NVIDIA here. NVIDIA is either the top, it's either the biggest gainer or the biggest loser. Yeah, it's, it's volatile right now. For yeah. Sure. I'd say you got a gang go, uh, trying to get out here. 323, 324. That you're twelve, you're up six bucks. You're still twelve bucks away from it. I'll, I'll make that a four star level uh, resistance. Three twenty two, maybe getting a little tired. All right, it is nine o'clock, just about, which nine means Joel head over to premarketprep.com. Dennis will go back into his hole. <clears throat> yeah. So don't forget, sign up for the event. I'm going to be talking a lot. I guess if you don't want to hear me talk, it's a different story. But Joel, Rob's there, so Joel, calm me down. Yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to interrupt you just like I do on the show, but I just want to thank everybody that signed up. My my computer here is sparking. And uh, folks, it's, you know, it's the other thing that's good about these Saturday events is that Dennis doesn't have 98 positions going on and different things. On what and, I'm like, saying. You know, kids or, you know, yeah. things going on. So it's going to be a great event. Uh, I'm going to hop off now, cover all these other stocks on uh, Pre-Market Prep Plus. And then Mitch asked me to hop on at 945 on live trading. So I'll see how the open's going. Uh, I may hop in there, too. Okay. And, uh, I didn't know Say that. hi to you guys. But uh, right. great show today. Sorry if I offended anyone. Not really. Yeah, I, I don't all right. We'll see you later. All right. Uh, I want to wrap as well. Live trading will start in a couple minutes here. Before I wrap, though, I just want to tell you about a new sponsor we've got here on Benzinga's YouTube channel on Nightscope. Today's show is brought to you by Nightscope. Uh, they have fully autonomous security robots that have generated over $13 million in lifetime sales and over 1 million hours of field operation. Nightscope recently announced the commencement of its Reg A Plus offering. If you don't know, if you don't know what that is, Google it. Uh, with over 28,000 investors and $100 million already raised, Nightscope is reimagining public safety at a time when the nation needs it. To learn more about Nightscope's offering, go to www.startengine.com slash Nightscope or click on the, the links that I'm putting in the chat right now. There is one link. Uh, here is this link I also need to put in here. And then as a disclosure, I'm going to throw that guy in there as well. So again, startengine.com slash Nightscope. That's that's the page I've got up on the screen right now. Um, okay. Uh, oh, wait, one second here. Ba-ba-ba-ba. Let me just do that. Sorry. Okay. Uh, now that being said, please hit the like button, everyone. I'd appreciate that. How many? How many likes are we at today? We're at two eighty-eight. Can we get the five hundred likes? We got like fourteen hundred people here. Can we get a five hundred likes? I think we can do it. I think we can. We can do it. All right. Nine oh five is when live trading. See, you got the graphics up. Nine oh five is when live trading will start. I'm gonna head on over there. Myself, Mitch, Ryan, Junaid. I will see you guys there. Please remember all the information from our show is meant to be used as informational purposes and not for investing or trading advice or any advice for that matter. Uh all right, I'll catch you guys over on our next show. Everyone, uh good luck out there and uh stay green, premarketprep.com to sign up for tomorrow's uh event. 
Did you know nearly all stock price changes of 10% or more result from a single news headline? That's right. News headlines have a unique ability to drive stock prices up or down. These news catalysts create trading opportunities every day. All you need is a little help to reach out and take them. And if you're looking to grow your portfolio, it doesn't matter if your investment budget is small or big. An easy-to-read stream of news headlines will increase your opportunities to profit from price changes in the stock market, consolidate a knowledge-based investment strategy, and grow your portfolio. All you need is Benzinga Pro and its powerful news alerts, price tracking, and portfolio monitoring to make a positive change in your trading performance. We've already helped thousands of retail traders across the world, and they could not be happier. Increase your market knowledge, boost your exposure to big movers, and make informed trades before major price changes. The opportunities are all around you. Subscribe now, and we'll skyrocket your portfolio today. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early, so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.